Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Critical Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Good, and joining me once again is my friend, my pal, my buddy, my nerd in arms from, I'm taking this from you, from Castle Lang right now, Corey Lang. Corey, how are you doing? Well, we did three tries on the desktop. Um, I'm having massive internet problems tonight, so I apologize for that. Um, this is the fourth try. Now I'm on my phone, my trusty phone. So far, it's it's going well, so thanks for having me. Of course. Well, the whole motto and mantra of the channel of my life, Corey, is adapt and overcome, and that is exactly what you have done tonight, so well done, sir. Well done. Uh, tonight, we're actually going to be talking about a few different things, but we're going to start by talking about The Gray Man. Yes, The Gray Man, a film that premiered on Netflix just recently. Now, before we get into all the spoilers, which is basically just breaking down action sequences for us, because that's what I really want to talk about today, we're going to talk spoiler-free for a little bit, just for people who are on the fence. They're like, what the heck is the gray man? I've never heard about it. Why is he gray? Is he always in gray, like a suit or something? Sounds kind of like a superhero or something, but no, it's not that. Like Silver Surfer. It's not Silver Surfer. Exactly. Not Silver Surfer. Yeah. Or is it? Uh, No, no, he's not. No. Um, Silver Surfer origin story. No. Uh, but this is actually, oh, Corey's got a prop. Do you have, oh, he's got, oh, no, look at this. Oh, yes. Yes. You're showing off your, is this like a limited edition Silver Surfer action figure? I always conveniently have something relevant nearby. Beautiful. So I'm sorry. Dude, that's I a apologize. great superpower. No, don't be sorry. Are you kidding me? That's wonderful. Yeah. Now, these are the, um, the Marvel Legends repos. They're reproduces of like old uh, toys from the 90s. Oh, yeah. I thought when you said repos, I was like, oh, did you go and repossess those from somebody? Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to be a repo guy. <laughs> nice. And I picked up this um, Chevy pickup truck, and it was full of Silver Surfer toys. Nice, dude. That's very good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm so excited for the audio listeners to be like, what are they talking about? No, um, we're talking about the gray oh. man. The gray man, not Silver Surfer. Not I, He's coming down the pipeline. Don't worry about that. But uh, So this is a film, Corey, that came out, limited release in theaters, and then came out to Netflix as a Netflix original, which was a $200 million budgeted action thriller uh, starring Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling, directed by the Russo brothers for their fame in, oh, I don't know, a few of these Marvel films like Captain America War Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, amongst other things. Now, Corey, we kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand, and you were kind of filling me in on the history of it. After Endgame came out in 2019, they went right into the Gray Man, for the most part, it sounds like. And obviously, we've had some things happen in the world since then, and now it's just coming out. But this was like their big next thing, and Netflix is like, hey, you guys, you, <laughs> you know what you're doing, so come on over here, and let's have a little bit of fun. And I got to be honest with you, man, I didn't really know a lot about this at all because it's like a brand new thing altogether, like totally new. And I I was like, oh, this is cool. And you kind of brought it up to me and you're like, you should check this thing out because I would love to talk about it. So before we, like I said, dive fully in, where's your head at on the gray man now, man? Because I would love to, now that you finally finished all of it, because I got to talk to you like halfway through it, you're like, I wanted to finish it. Where are you at Spoiler free, of course. <laughs> well, I have to say, um, when you were talking about the Russos um, jumping into Gray Man, um, a thought just pumped into my head. I, apparently, um, that's actually incorrect. They did a movie called Cherry with Tom Holland in 2021. Oh. And it was about a 
uh, soldier coming back with PTSD. Do you remember this movie? I think so. Now that you bring it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So cool. anyways, so apparently they had time to do this movie called cherry in between Endgame and gray men. Okay. Anyways, um, fun little fact, but yeah, this movie, I, I remember hearing about it probably in 2020 when Netflix greenlit this and then fast forward to late 2021, early 2022, Netflix put out like a highlight reel for some upcoming stuff. Okay. And I remember seeing that little shot of Ryan Gosling on the train with the gun in his hand and his face is all messed up. And I'm like, Whoa, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, fast forward to like literally a week ago, um, I was joking with someone at QCTV about this um, at how silly and over the top it looked and people were labeling it as like a Jason Bourne ripoff or a Mission Impossible ripoff. Um, started getting some bad press, unfortunately. You started hearing things about like toxic masculinity and I was like, oh my God, this sounds like a mess. Um, and it was surprising because the Russos have such a great reputation for making awesome blockbuster action movies so it's very surprising to hear the movie getting um kind of kicked to the curb and then i finally got to see it so here we are yeah and it sounds like uh you know the consensus that i've been seeing a little bit online is that maybe critically not as loved but audience seems to enjoy it a bit more that seems to be a lot like happening a lot these days i never know though Corey, because these sites i never know exactly what what to believe anymore I can only believe what I've seen with my own eyes. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, Corey. I really liked this movie. I really <laughs> I really did. Because when we talked about it, you were like, yeah, it's an action movie. And it's unapologetically an action movie. It's not like, ah, oh, they'll do the action once in a while here or there. It's like, no, no, no. Action is like the thing that this movie does. It has like nine different action sequences or something like that. So it's just like this unrelenting kind of like every few minutes there's another crazy thing going on. But where do you fall on it right now as far as uh, liking it or not? Yeah, so I, I'm looking here. It's it's like 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, like 90% user score. So people wow. clearly really enjoy the movie. And I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Um, but I went, I went in with low expectations because of all this bad press. Sure. And, you know, I grew up in the 90s, you know, yeah. like Schwarzenegger's Commando and like Terminator and Rambo. And like these are big buff dumb action heroes blowing stuff up with their grenades and their big machine guns. And um, I like those movies and yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that I like big, stupid, silly action movies. And this is totally that mm. um, one thing that surprised me about this movie is it's very funny. Um, a yeah. lot, lot of little quick quips back and forth. I thought the script was really well done, really funny. And like you said, we'll get into the action sequences later, but overall, um, I really enjoyed it and it was very reminiscent of like very big stupid 90s action movies that I grew up with and I enjoyed it very much and um, like the, to the toxic masculinity thing I, I don't fully understand that um, I maybe I need to plug back into what's going on in society but there's some strong female characters in this movie oh yeah totally um, doing some really good work and I felt it was really well balanced Um I don't get the the hate. I really yeah. don't. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Oh, totally. And basically, a very broad synopsis for anybody is 
we have uh, this character Ryan Gosling plays known as Six. He's this like special super agent guy who works for this clandestine organization that basically picks people out of like death's row or going to be stuck in prison forever. And they're like, all right, you can. It's kind of Suicide Squad esque where it's like, come work for us. Uh, we'll get you out of prison, you know, so you can kind of lead a life, but you're going to be doing stuff for us now. And he kind of gets uh, embroiled in something that's maybe a little bit bigger than he originally thinks and then ends up getting hunted by the United States government, uh, you know, which uh, but they have uh, a hired hand in that of Chris Evans, who is this kind of crazy psycho man who is like, I will I will find and kill this person for you. It's not a problem. Uh, and we'll do it by any means necessary, which I think is the best way to have your villain be like. <laughs> so uh, which I think sometimes, you know, it must be fun for him because he's obviously been in the business for a long time and he has gotten to play villains in the past. But, you know, coming off of just so much Captain America stuff and then finally getting to be like, I can finally just be evil and like not have to be like, what's the righteous choice? It's like, no, no, no. He's <laughs> he's like, I'll just I will threaten everybody. I will kill everybody. Uh so yeah, so if you like big action movies like that, uh, I would say that this would be definitely worth your time. And again, one thing I love in action movies, Corey, is when I can I can uh, appreciate the amount of money and time they put into this stuff, and they clearly did with this one. They really they really did that. And so if you're going into this, you know, like Netflix has really been pouring uh, money into a lot of their original stuff for a long time now, but this looks like something that they really wanted to premiere, like in a theater. And then also say, like, yeah, you can watch it at home, but, like, if you have a cool theater set up at your house, this would be optimal. Optimal. Uh, but, yeah, Corey, any other, like, thoughts before we kind of jump into some of the action sequences specifically? Um, yeah, I think this movie's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, like you said, we'll get into some of the big set pieces. This mm -hmm. movie looks really expensive. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, I was hearing, like, oh, it's just they rip off the hand-to-hand -hand combat from Born Identity and the big globe-trotting spy thriller set pieces from Mission Impossible, you know, and uh, they're right. It, it totally feels that way. And I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. They, they do so many good, uh, things right in this movie. The action scenes are so well done. And um, I really like Ryan Gosling as an action star. Yeah. Um, I, he's, He's not like a silent protagonist, but he's like a quiet one. Mm -hmm. um, he's not a loudmouth, which I think makes him kind of a menacing threat. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Drive, where he plays the getaway driver. No, but I've heard good things. It's amazing. Yeah. And he's basically this silent protagonist action star, this guy that kind of jumps into these these heroic um, requests and... Um, and I see a lot of that with the gray man as well cool. as, mm -hmm. as six. So um, the only other thing before we get into some spoiler stuff is uh, went in with low expectations and came out very pleasantly surprised. And uh, it's a really fun movie. Yeah. Also, this is a PG 13 movie. It, I think it easily could have been R, but they held back on the, the gore or the violence in that respect. And then also the swearing yeah, and the swearing. Yeah. They, there's definitely times like the script you could tell they could have gone that way, but they're like, Nope, we want a different direction. And I'm like, you know what? Good for them though. Like they, you're trying to appeal to a lot of people, but uh, so I was like, okay, that's interesting. Cause I know, th I know they could have, there's a few moments where I was like, Oh, Oh, I was like, Oh, that could have been, yeah. that could have been much worse. Like, uh, but there's still a few moments that make me 
legitimately grimace uh it's brutal for a pg-13 movie for yeah, sure it's brutal uh also some stabby mcstab scenes exactly there. oh i i love a stabby mcstab um but uh i want to say this too before we get into spoilers so for anybody out there who's still on the fence about this i didn't realize how cut and i should say jacked gosling got for this because there's one shot like later on where he's he's got his shirt off and he's like and you look at the dude, and he's got, like, all these scars and stuff, you know, to kind of show his past. But I was like, oh, my gosh. Because, like, you couldn't tell before then. But, like, you see him, you're like, oh, my God. He really got, like, crazily jacked for this. <laughs> and they don't show it off too much. Because I was like, sometimes that's kind of, like, the whole character is, like, look at how macho man I am. But I was like, man, he, like, you, it becomes very believable quickly that you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, he's this big dude who's really well trained. Of course, he's going to annihilate people. You're like. Makes sense. Makes sense. He's a scary guy, Mr. Gosling. Uh, but yeah, just uh, whew, baby. I want to. Chris I, Evans. I wanna... uh, he's no slouch either. In oh the, no. In the you know he um, he still looks pretty ripped. And and just back to your point, he looks like he's having a lot of fun in this movie uh, as Lloyd, who's just this complete a hole, yeah, uh, narcissist, um, kind of maniacal, violent uh, sociopath, yeah. right? Like that's his character. And um, I think there's a, there's a moment where he, uh, Ryan Gosling's character six refers to him as Lloyd, which is his name. And he says, you're totally a Lloyd. Yeah. And I think he calls like a trash stash, I think is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, just back to my other point, it's just, this movie is just so playful and funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good time. Yeah. So th- th- those are kind of my initial thoughts. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Corey, if it's okay with you, I'm going to flip the old spoiler switch. So after I flip this, guys, we can say whatever <laughs> we want now about the movie and no one can get angry that we- we've ruined everything. So are you ready, Corey? I'm ready. I got flip this. Switch. I-, I got it fixed recently, but the spoiler sparks still fly out once in a while. Uh, you're just going to have to picture them because it's... <laughs> <laughs> It was oh you blocked you blocked some of them. oh my gosh it was all a dream that's what happened this movie at the very end Ryan Gosling wakes up and it was all a dream no I'm just kidding wouldn't that be horrible it's, an, it's a sequel to Inception exactly he's, he's, Chris Nolan yeah he's like my kids um but yeah. Uh, yeah okay so Corey like I said I don't want to break down every action sequence here but yeah I want to go through just a few that really stood out to me and I think one thing that I really love about uh, two or three of them early on is the use of color and light and i know we were talking about this beforehand but there's the first kind of fight that you have where they totally subvert the expectation there because you've got six going into this like cool nightclub place and he's got um eyes on a target through like a glass floor basically like an opaque glass floor and he can see through his like the radar and his gun and I was thinking, oh, cool, we're going to get some cool, like, glass. Like, he's going to just light it up, and this guy's going to come falling down. But then a kid walks in the way, and he's like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to do something different. And then you see him follow the group, this entourage, because he scares them to leave. He pulls the fire alarm. And he's going, he follows up behind this entourage of people, and he dispatches, like, two or three of them so quickly with a knife. And it's during, like, a New Year's Eve or, like, a, a some sort of New Year celebration. And they end up tumbling outside this Mark and him uh, and fighting in and amongst a bunch of fireworks going off. 
which felt very third act ending to me. Like in other movies, they would have been like, this is the end. We're like our main villain and our main protagonist fight to the death. And I was like, nope, this is like the first thing. And they're fighting and all these fireworks are going off. It's super colorful. And I was like, this is such a cool way to like start your movie. I was like, I'm immediately like, this is definitely different than what we normally get. And uh, It reminded yeah. me of a level from a Hitman game. Dude, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, very much so. And uh, I know that you talked about this, and I, I liked it too, is that they're kind of fighting, and Six finally gets the guy's head over one of like the canisters, and like, firework goes off and like, kind of burns his face. And I was like, yeah, this is good. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, that, that was a cool moment, but like, bring it back to reality, that guy's head would have exploded. Yeah, probably, like, yeah. Or the we're firework in Bangkok, off and it's like New Year's Eve fireworks, and these things, like the, like the biggest, greatest fireworks you've ever seen, and one of them like literally hits this guy in the face. But... It was cool in an action scene moment. Yeah, oh, very much so. And then we go later on, like, there's a little fight where there's kind of like a flashback where Six is looking after um, his, his like, mentor's uh, granddaughter, is that what it is? Um, and uh, fights a guy, and there's kind of, like, he has a flashlight, and you kind of see the flashlight swinging around. That's not as crazy cool, though, with the lighting as, like, the... The flare he uses in the airplane fight sequence, uh, which also, again, I just felt like there was like a theme with color going on here for a little bit in yeah. our fight scenes, but really well choreographed yeah. each and every one of these. And I was looking into this. Uh, it seemed like the Russos really loved the idea of Winter Soldier, like Captain America Winter Soldier in that story, mm-hmm. and they wanted to kind of go further and farther with that. And that's what this feels like. Not like a Winter Soldier 2, but just like Winter Soldier amped up. Like, <laughs> let's do everything we we didn't or couldn't do in that movie. Does that kind of feel that way to you too? Yeah, totally. And, you know, um, back to that uh, Bangkok nightclub scene where his plan A fails. He's got the rifle pointed up through the floor. As you mentioned, he just has to go and improvise. I'm a sucker for... Um, action scenes that are set in like a thumping nightclub where the music takes over the scene and there's clearly some violence happening but you can't hear it you can just see it and there's just all these people like having the best time of their lives oblivious to ryan gosling like silently murdering like this this it's and and like it gives me goosebumps because it's so well done and another movie Another director that does this really well is Michael Mann in Collateral with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Where he's wiping out those guys in the nightclub. Just saw it again and recently. It's good. It's so good. Yeah. It's it's an all-timer. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that quick because the Dude. Russos did a fantastic job at that. And then, of course, yes, that bleeds into the firework fight scene. Um, but, yeah, the, the fight scene in the house that you mentioned – um he's trying to do it quietly so the young girl doesn't hear um back to your point about the light the flashlight what i love about that is when the camera pulls out and you see that flashlight whipping back and forth um so yeah great stuff yeah one thing i looked up or i had seen about kind of behind the scenes is that the russos said that their action was always character driven first and that they like to put their character in a weird situation and see how they would get out of it. So it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Dungeons and Dragons where it's like they're the DM and they're like, all right, let's take this very like skilled player or these skilled players as a group and put them in a really bad situation. We all know to some degree they have to get out of it, but how are they going to do it in the most interesting way? 
and it makes there's a few times when this happens because our protagonist is he's very good at doing pretty much everything violent we don't know exactly all of his training but clearly he knows it all but he does get tricked a few times or gets put in bad situations he's not just walking through things like things happen that he doesn't expect and he has to overcome and one of my favorite examples of that is probably the craziest action sequence in the whole thing is that he gets himself through a series of very crazy events gets himself handcuffed to a bench in the middle of Prague or something like that and at this time Lloyd who's now working or Chris Evans he's working with the United States government has hired a bunch of different teams of bounty hunters to come and to kill him because he's in uh, Ryan Gosling 6 is in possession of something very special and uh, besides just his his great looks and his the Ken doll joke, they made a Ken doll joke in this, which I was like, is that just promotion for the Barbie movie? Uh, but uh, they basically all converge at this one moment. So you have all of these bounty hunters going for uh, six, and then you have the police showing up because this has turned into a big event, and it goes straight up Grand Theft Auto, where all of them are shooting everybody they're shooting the police they're shooting at civilians they're shooting at each other because there's money on the table and you have this guy who doesn't have a gun on him right now who's he's handcuffed to a bench and i'm thinking that is very uh interesting predicament precarious to put your protagonist in i don't know if you thought that too because i was like oh he'll break out of this he'll be fine he's there for a long time and i'm like oh my gosh how is he alive uh so good it's so good so what did you think of that it was amazing. And, and so, yeah, like you said, with the Grand Theft Auto comparison, like the stakes could not be higher in this scenario, right? Because Six, played by Ryan Gosling, um, has information that is, um, you know, off the charts. Like they need to get him regardless of the cost, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have guys dressed in right gear with shields kicking open doors at every corner with like machine guns and rocket launchers and grenade launchers and it mixes in with like some of the best car chase scenes i've seen in like a really long time Mm -hmm. and the fact with the mix that like i was very lucky enough to travel to prague with my parents last year so cool So like i recognize some of the like drone shots when the oh by the way um they do some amazing drone work in this movie. Crazy. I need to mention. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's it, yeah, and they did it with Michael Bay's ambulance too. So I'm wondering if it's a new trend of. Anyways, we'll we'll save drone talk for another day. But the cinematography cool. in this movie is amazing. But yes, back to the handcuff scene. Um, so well done. Balls to the walls. Loved it. Um, yeah, I I really don't know what else to say. It again, it's. It's a movie you don't see too often. It's very much if the Russos were given $200 million to make a modern, globetrotting, ridiculous, over-the-top action movie. Um, This is what you're getting here. And the Prague scene was uh, a great example of that. Yeah. So. Oh, and it just goes on and on, and uh, there's a whole train sequence, and there's uh, Anna Darmus or Anna Darmus is in like a car speeding by, and it's just. It gets insane. It's really crazy. And I the, the thing I love most is one moment where like the the back of a truck flops down and there's like a gun mounted there with a guy. And I'm like, oh, it's a minigun. They got to do a minigun. No, it was like a grenade launcher. And I was like, oh, this is different. I was like, thank you. This makes it interesting in a new way that we don't see as often in action films. Yeah. It's not saying they've never done that before, but 
it yep. was just it was just a fun time. And also shout out quick to a brief action moment that could have been sixes, but they gave it to Anna de Armas. Is like she runs pell mell at a fortress with like a rocket launcher and takes out a ton of different people. And it's oh my gosh, it's so cool to watch because you're like, oh, who is that? And like it's her later on, and you're like, that was so cool. Like she, people are shooting at her and she's just blowing up groups of them. And I'm like, this is so she's video great. game. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I was like, this, and they all all of them fight especially when they get like hand to hand stuff it's brutal yeah. uh yeah. stabby mcstabby you're totally right there's a there's yeah. plenty of that there's just a lot there's a lot to like here if you're an action fan it's like they they knew you came for action and they're like here's a five course meal of action how do you like your action would you like some more action on top of your action well we have some action <laughs> yeah. for you you're like what would you like yeah, for dessert? Yeah. more action uh right I, I just i really appreciated it man it just felt like not necessarily a throwback but just like quintessential like style of this type of film that you know I love my superhero stuff don't get me wrong I that is like one of the reasons I got into the business but like it's just kind of fun to watch something that is like it's pseudo kind of superhero in this yeah. you know uh and man it's just a it's a fun time it's such a popcorn flick if you have Netflix and you like action at all I think you're gonna like this. Like I try, I try to think about something I don't like, Corey. I don't know if there is. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I had to look up the actress. It's uh, hopefully I'm not gonna butcher this. Anna de Armas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays Danny, and she was also in. Um, I'm sorry. What was the latest Bond film called? No Time to Die. No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. She was great in that too, and she's great in this. And yeah, she's um, good. It's a fun movie, full of action, surprisingly funny, underrated, with a good runtime. I love Ryan Gosling, love Chris Evans. Um, I love this movie, and I just heard today they announced a sequel and a spinoff. Ah, okay, nice, cool, cool. That's so this must hear. be doing very well for Netflix. Maybe that's one of the reasons that the secondary villain guy who was kind of beating them up and stabbed um, Six right through the hand... Maybe he'll be used oh. for other things too, because he had a moment that I never yeah. see typically in action films, where he's fighting Anna de Armas, and he's basically like, at a, he, he figures it out at one moment. He's like, these people are not honorable. He's like, here you can just you know get out of here. Here's the thing that you want. Right. And I was like, oh my right. gosh, because like sometimes that would happen in an action film if they talked for like twenty seconds. And I was like, oh, right, that actually happened because they kind of fight to a standstill, and then he's finally like, eh. There you go. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. cool. He's like, I don't know. He's like, this is insane. He's like, these people are nuts. I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Does it have the class of the Mission Impossible movies? Probably not. It's just different. You know, is it, at, it's a little different. Is it as slick? Probably not. This is a little more trashy um, in a good way. Yeah. Right. I, 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 for lack of better words, trashy is probably a little harsh, but I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know what else to say. I'm excited to see. I'm excited that this is com- becoming a franchise. Yes. And yeah, I'm excited because so. like this is the type of thing that like gets me excited to like like watch movies like this. And this is the type of thing I want to be in, Corey, because I look at this and yeah. I know it was hard. I've heard stories that yeah. it was really hard to make. But man. They're having some fun out there, dude. Like yeah. you got like, especially with that, the kind of like the budget you have, and just and also mm. being like liberated in that like they can tell whatever story they want and do whatever they want with it. They don't have to be like, all right, we have to adhere to the comic or, or whatever else. And this is, like a thing they made, and uh, which is really cool. Which the writing team, 
consists of one of the Russos and then the other folks who helped write Infinity War and Endgame. Is that what it is? That's what I'm seeing on IMDb. Yeah. Correct. Okay, cool. Because it's not both the Russos who wrote this. It's just one of them. Right. Yes. Right. Um, who one of them does make a cameo at the end. I'm sorry. I, I, I noticed that. I yeah. haven't, you know, Corey, I will make the distinction between them when I work with them because right now, yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, until then, yeah. they will just be the Russos until I'd be like, oh, that's Joe. I'll be like, oh, that's Anthony. Yeah. Like, Anthony's, I love him. Uh, and before we wrap, one oh, yeah. more shout out. Yeah, please. Billy Bob Thornton as Fitz. Dude, when he showed up, I was like, is that Billy Bob Thornton? And there was like young yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. And then he's like, throughout the rest of it, I'm like, oh, he's great. Um, I can't think of her name, but there's that other that um, lady they go find later on who has a really cool moment uh, who's just retired. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, is it, um, was her name Margaret in the, in the movie or was that, the, been... is that the character's name? Elsie or something? Like yeah. Something Woodward. Am I crazy? About Woodward. That? Woodard, yes. Woodard. Yeah, Woodard. Woodard. Yes, there you go. She's great. Yep. She's also in the beginning of Captain America Civil War, and she's the one who guilts Tony. If you remember, she has a very brief scene, but she's very good. Uh, so when right. she, I saw her in this, I was like, oh, cool. And like a lot of those, each character in this movie that you like, uh, which is pretty much all of them, they all get a really cool moment, even if it's just one moment. Uh, yeah. And also go a shout out to Jessica Henwick, who has the hilarious line of, we're all going to prison for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. I laughed out loud at that because I was like, yeah, you know what? You probably would all go to prison for like shooting up yeah. the entirety of Prague. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I love it. That was so good. Uh, yeah, Corey, any uh, final thoughts or closing thoughts here on The Gray Man? No. Um, uh, no, I don't think so. You know, I, I'm again, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be a franchise. I'm curious to see the spinoffs, the sequel. Um, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I don't get the hate. I thought it was very fun and I mm-hmm. thought it was very well balanced. And uh, you should check it out. Yes. I completely agree with everything Corey just said right there. Please check out The Gray Man. And if you do end up watching it, or you have seen it already, please let us know in the comments. I would love to hear what you guys think about this, because that's the interesting part for me, is to hear other differing perspectives. If you like it, let me know why. If you don't, also let me know why. I'm just curious. I swear Joe and Anthony have not paid me to ask and to get information (laughs) for them. My buddies, Joe and Anthony, who are in the other room. Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. No, uh, that one day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they just look like they're having a good time. And you know what? Well-deserved, guys. Because you guys, you, man, I still think back to Infinity War, and I gave them, like, how did you even? There's so many parts. Like, how did you put that together? Like, So good. Infinity so good. War is, oh, man. Top-tier superhero movie. My gosh. Yes, indeed. So, so yes, good. indeed. So good. Yep. Uh, Agreed. Corey, before we're completely done today, I know you had maybe a minute or two or something you wanted to say on Nope that just came out, the latest Jordan Peele feature film. Sure. Yeah, I can touch on that briefly. I saw Nope. And um, this is Jordan Peele doing um, Aliens, basically. Ah. Uh, not, not, I, I, you know what? We'll, we'll keep it spoiler free. Um, so, yeah, Jordan Peele, you know, obviously he was a comedian, TV director, mainly rooted in the comedy world of television, mm-hmm. primarily. Let's say that. Um, he had his big breakout um, directorial debut with Get Out, which received like like a Best Picture nomination, like right out the gate. Oh, really? 
Um, and I loved Get Out and um, uh, it was a very creative horror movie uh, that had a lot to say. Um, and then he did uh, his follow up, which was Us, um, which I think was received um, a little less critically, um, but still good, still good. And now he's got Nope, which is um, Jordan Peele coming out saying, I want to do the Spielberg thing, mm. you know. Um, and so it's about a ranch outside of Hollywood that raises Hollywood horses. And so it's a family that raises horses for Hollywood. Yeah. And um, something's a little off. Um, there's a death in the family. Things are falling from the sky. And basically, they are told that there was an airplane that accidentally dropped some belongings. And so it was raining stuff. Well, you come to find out that obviously that wasn't true. Um, there's flying saucers. So this is Jordan Peele um, doing the um, the Spielberg thing, right? The look to the sky with your imagination. Um, this is big budget sci-fi. This is... Um, flying saucers. This is a lot of characters looking up into the sky with wonder. Um, he's doing that thing. Okay. Um, it also has a lot to say, obviously. Um, it's a tribute to um, Black Westerns, mm -hmm. um, which is great. And um, it's also about um, the society, our society, and the desire for the spectacle, right? Sure. Um, cameras are always rolling. We have to film everything. We have to broadcast everything. And, um, it's very obvious that that's the message he's putting across here. Um, you know, he hires this like geek, like this knockoff geek squad company, uh, to come and like set up cameras on their ranch. So he wants to get this video. They, in the movie, minor spoiler, they call it. Uh, and I really like this. They say, we need to capture the Oprah moment. Ah. They say that over and over, which I found really funny. Um, but some great performances. I, I'm going to butcher his name. I want to say, is it Daniel Kaluuya? Um, Ooh, I think you're I know. right. I know. I should, I, should, I should know this. Um, but um, some great performances. Um, I think he's really stepped up as a, as a fantastic cinematic director. You know, I think he did a really good job of kind of pulling the camera out and showing these flying saucers in a real cinematic way that was very reminiscent of like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, sure. right? Old school Spielberg sci-fi, War of the Worlds. And that's kind of what he's doing. Um, you know, did everything work? Not really. Um, you know, I could nitpick a couple things, but overall, I think he... He did a great job. Um, there was a lot of um, tributes to like Tremors. Apparently he's like a big fan of Tremors. Oh, really? Okay. And you can kind of see that when you're watching this. So um, it's Jordan Peele doing big budget sci-fi. He's messing around with aliens. There's a lot of Spielberg, a little bit of some Tarantino style characters and dialogue. Um, it's very funny. I recommend it. Um, it's very different from Get Out and Us. Um, in terms of tone and content. Okay. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, if you like those old Spielberg movies, those kind of um, high sci-fi, look to the sky, kind of wonder things. I think J.J. Um, Abrams played with that a little bit with like Super 8. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw Super 8, but... I did. 
Okay. A long time yes. ago. Yeah. So that's the vibe here. Okay, right? cool. Um, obviously, there's some symbolism and stuff. There's some of that classic Jordan Peele stuff that you'd expect that I wouldn't dare spoil because I think with this movie, I think uh, I just wouldn't dare spoil some of that stuff. So um, one last thing I'll say is there's kind of a twist at the end um, to the to the aliens and the flying saucer that I didn't see coming. And um, it's very neat what they do. Oh, okay. Um, with with the alien ships themselves so um it's it's very good get out and see nope i enjoyed it that's kind of all i have to say on that anything else would go into spoiler territory so okay excellent like the part where he wakes up at the end and he figures out it's just a dream uh yeah yeah yeah. i'm gonna keep saying that until it happens again in a thing Corey, in a big budget thing and i'll be like "Ah, i was right um yeah without even seeing it uh right well cool thank you Uh, where are you at with Jordan Peele and the, his catalog? Are you? Did you see Get Out? Did you see Us? I feel bad. I've heard they're great. I am not into horror, even if it's just like uh, it's like talking about society. I, it would stay with me. I I'm I'm very yeah. susceptible to that kind of thing. So I'd be up all right. night and the next night and the next night. Uh, yeah. I know I'm a grown man, but uh, inside, still a terrified child. Uh, you know, I've got a scary thing in my house, Corey. You know, it's called it's called a mirror. Okay. Uh. <laughs> oh come on! I think I think Us is probably his scariest film. Get Out is manageable, and I think this is. Uh, if you're not into horror, I think you would still enjoy this very much, and you would okay. sleep just fine at night because it's. Um, did you see World of the Worlds or Close Encounters? Oh yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, War War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. It's, it's got Tom in it. I have to. If it's got Tom yeah. in it, I'm in. You That's know. true. Fair in, enough. Like, that guy's running as people get turned to just ash and dust by the tripods. Just brrr. right. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Freaky. Freaky stuff. Cool. Well, uh, there we go. We got we got a nope review in there too. Isn't that excellent? Thank you, Corey. I appreciate yes. that. Get out and see. Get out and see. Nope. See Gray Man. Two. Two really good movies. Yes, and like we said with Gray Man, with Nope, if you have seen it or are planning to see it, let us know what you thought of it down in the comments after you have, because I would love to hear if you're like, Jimmy, you can watch it, you'll be fine. Or be like, Jimmy, no, don't watch it, you'll be up for nights. Um, don't listen to Corey, he's messing with you. Jordan told him to do so. No, uh, I don't think, this one didn't look as scary. Like us, there's a big poster over at Universal where it's just the lady holding like the scissors, and I'm like, <laughs> nope, that's us, not for us me. Us is scary. No, it's thanks. It's scary. I yeah. thought it was just about, I, I was going in there, I thought it was a historical reenactment of the United States through the years, but it didn't, there, there was a period, uh, that was, uh, see, it's a little joke. Anyway, uh, Corey, thank you for being on today to talk about these two uh, action-y movies. I don't know if Nope's really an action movie, but uh, still, big blockbuster films, as it were. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. Of course. And everybody else, thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate it. If you want, you can uh, interact with me down in the comments or via Twitter or if you're listening, you know, just through the various like Spotify and iTunes, leave a review if you'd like and I can find that as well. And a huge, huge, huge thank you to our patrons who make all this stuff possible. I love you, patrons. You're fantastic. Uh, But you guys don't have to do any of that. I just appreciate you giving us a listen today. And until next time, just remember to adapt and overcome. Bye-bye.